Hi everyone, welcome to Baby Steps Nutrition, a podcast that focuses on nutrition, health, and wellness for families of children of all ages and stages. I'm your host, Argavon Neil Forouge, a pediatric dietitian and mom of two young children. My goal is to bring you impactful information that you can apply every day in a simplified, practical form to make life easier. Now let's get into today's conversation. We cannot have a discussion about food culture without addressing how food is grown, bought, stored, cooked, and discarded as food waste. Sustainable eating is not just food that is healthier for us, but it has a positive impact on our environment. Sustainable food choices absolutely make a difference. Daniela Kratz shifted from a sustainability leadership role with a large global corporation in 2016 to launching Farmhouse Lab, where she creates high-quality, sustainably sourced, delicious, vinaigrette-style real food dressings. Her passion lies in joyful, sustainable, plant-based eating that encourages people to make beautiful meals at home that are healthy and delicious. Welcome, Daniela. Thank you so much, Argavan. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited for our beautiful, soulful conversation about food that not only tastes good, but benefits us and our environment. Uh, Me too. Thank you again for having me. So let's just get into your story. Why did you decide to focus on salad dressing? And what role do you think that plays in the whole mealtime experience? Thanks for that question. It's it's kind of an interesting story, I think, to tell. Um, I Like you mentioned in the introductions, I worked for a large corporation for almost 20 years. Um, and then it came to a point where um, my manager has asked me to move to Houston, Texas for my next assignment because the corporation has adapted a new philosophy with the new CEO um, that entailed that everybody has to move to the headquarter for some in-person collaboration. And um, I just gave birth to our second child. I um, also worked 14 years virtually, which back then had been advocated Um, before the new CEO came as the new way to go because we all had technology that enabled us to do virtual meetings. Um, And I had proven, um, I had a proven track record being very successful and working in a virtual environment. Now, my husband just assumed a, a job here in Northern California. We bought a house in Marin County. And like I said, my second uh, child was born. So it just didn't really um, was aligned with uh, moving um, to a new state. And um, for the first time in the almost 20 years working with this corporation um, that supported me in many ways in the years before, I felt like I had to say no because it didn't make sense for the business and it didn't make sense for me personally. Um, I was 38 and and I think it's just an important um, information to share because um, a lot of people and specifically women, I think at that age go through a transition where we 
we rethink again what our purpose is, what we do want to achieve with our jobs. Now, um, I said no, and um, the company gave me a couple of months to apply for new jobs internally, but always when it came to a question, where are you based? Um, um, then uh, that was a showstopper if I said, I want to continue to do this from California. So mm-hmm. I was pushed out a little bit out of um, um, the comfort zone of um, working for a large corporation. Um, and then it was combined with um, an angry feeling, which then also gave me a lot of strength mm-hmm. <laughs> and um courage to start a business on my own terms i was really eager um to do something that i felt wholeheartedly um is something i am passionate about and that also gives back into the world and um so i made that decision before i knew what it would be i knew that i wanted a change i wanted to change um the market um, that I was working in. And, um, however, I am always, um, a fan of the idea that you're doing something for a reason. So I wanted to, um, use all of the skills that I had collected in those almost 20 years and also bring it into the next step in my, um, first own business and so I have had a lot of sales skills I had a lot of customer service skills I had a lot of procurement strategy skills and skills in supplier management and I um, gained a lot of knowledge about sustainability and what has always been my personal passion was food and not only food but um, food that's healthy for you that's delicious, plus food that has a function. And that that passion also led me to a decision to study Ayurveda, um, even when I was still employed. So I did that for one and a half years on the weekends um, until I graduated just before um, I gave birth to our son, to my first child. And... Um, so the idea of salad dressings really came to mind when I asked my question, myself the question during that time. Like, what is it that I'm really good at? What is the thing that I believe um, I do better than most of the people around me? And at first I laughed about myself about that idea. <laughs> Um, because I wasn't sure if that would be so feasible, but um, it just kept popping up. And um, then I did some more research around it. And um, especially, so that research phase was in, in 2014 to uh, 2015. Um, like we have these huge aisles of um, salad dressings in the grocery stores but they are all pretty much the same, same flavors. The ingredients are very poor, um, very low quality oils are used. They're diluted with water and sometimes even preservatives. And they use 
good amounts of sugar, um, sometimes too much salt and um, other things you just really don't want there. So I thought, well, maybe there is a market, mm -hmm. especially if you think about California and the Bay Area where people are so health conscious and they go to a farmer's market and they buy amazing organic produce or shop at Whole Foods and they spend um, a good amount of money on their produce, but then everybody is so busy um, and they need that time saving. Um, and then they, they just can't help themselves, but take the store bought dressing and by pouring that over your produce or is yeah, vegetables and salads, you diminishing the quality of, um, of everything unfortunately I, I agree <laughs> what I love about your story Daniela is that you had the skill set you had the passion but it's something that was life-changing in your life that built up the courage to take this next step and I agree with you like you know in the grand scheme of things you think about salad dressing or you do not like I'm a cu customer I rarely walk through you know the salad dressing aisle because to me most of them are either not interesting they don't taste good or they're not good quality but you're right it absolutely impacts the meal experience when you do have it and I think this would hopefully encourage people to also consume more vegetables as we know most of Americans don't consume enough vegetables and therefore they don't have enough fiber. So this is really yeah. like it's impactful in ways like people may not initially realize, but it will hopefully, and I think undoubtedly help them make better choices in their mealtime. Right. And it has a real purpose. Um, yes. So that's something I learned in Ayurveda about oils and vinegars. Um, so in order to digest um, a raw vegetable, that's why Ayurveda oftentimes advocates cooked food over um, raw food, and, and salads are mostly just like a little side dish, um, so, because it's very hard to digest. Um, but what you need in order to digest and then also to assimilate all of the nutrients is a good oil that acts as a lubricant, and then also a good acid that breaks down all of the nutrients and makes it easier to assimilate for the body during the digestive process. And um, so, like I said, I'm just passionate about when food is delicious and healthy and also has a real function. Um, and then you can ultimately stop taking a lot of supplements or even medication and ultimately prevent disease and promote health. And I, I just love that idea. Um, and then like just on top of the function, I mean, um, addressing adds flavor and taste and it's just fun to use and fun to try new flavors um, on agree. different foods, um, which, I think it's becoming more and more important because some people, a lot of my friends, they say, well, I'm not good in the kitchen. I'm not a mm -hmm. chef. Um, you do not need to be a chef. You can have amazing ingredients. Like Let's start, start with some good fresh produce. Everybody can assemble something, right? You can chop, 
Um, You can mix something up and dress it. And um, you do not even have to cook something. So that's why I think um, it it plays an important role. And um, what about something like marinades? I think dressings, you know, sometimes think it's just a salad topper, but I tell people you can use it as a marinade. You can saute with it. There's so many different ways. And, you know, we know as human beings, if it doesn't taste good, we're not going to eat it or certainly we're not going to eat it long term. Absolutely. And uh, thank you. Thank you for for mentioning that because I've been spending a lot of time around um, how I should name my product mm-hmm. and it's it's much more than just a salad dressings um yes. and like you said they're vinaigrette style dressings which means yes you can certainly use them as a marinade as a drizzle as a sauce as a topper and um that's exactly what i'm trying to encourage and um i'm, I'm using them by myself in many, many different ways in my kitchen every day. Lovely. And you mentioned Ayurveda and I may, maybe some of the listeners have heard of it, maybe not, but maybe they haven't heard of it in terms of its association with nutrition. And I love Mm -hmm. that you mentioned that you bring those practices into the creation and the preparation of your products. And one thing that you mentioned, which is so important, is digestibility. Are there other things that our listeners can can apply themselves when they're at home where Ayurveda is sure. concerned? Sure, sure. And and, and just to um, give the framework, so Ayurveda is a sister science of yoga. It's over 5,000 years old. And um, it, it focuses on lifestyle diet and herbs and um it it's founded in the belief um that we are all individual beings which i love and we are born with our own individual constellation of five elements and then life happens right the seasons change and the day of the time even impacts us, the stage of our life, um, depends on where we live, what the weather is like, and that all impacts us and all impacts our initial state of balance. And it just teaches us to be very mindful and acknowledge what's happening right now, to acknowledge who we are. And then if you have gain that wisdom about yourself. You can always come back to it and balance yourself back into your initial state of balance. And um, I use this every time on my family, on my friends, <laughs> myself. And like you said, I also kind of incorporate this um, into my products without specifically saying this is an Ayurvedic product. But for instance, our red sunflower dressing is our spicy dressing. Um, it has chili and red pepper, and it has apple cider vinegar and um, white wine vinegar in it. And so um, the spice um, has the element of fire, And it's just really, really good if you're maybe feeling a little too heavy or mentally you feel a little lethargic 
or um, it is spring and um, spring has a lot of earth and water qualities and you need to counteract this. And so you can use our red sunflower dressing more to help balance yourself out. So that would be my recommendation specifically for the month of January when people um, <laughs> they, they, they go on a dry January or yes. <laughs> want to do a reset. Um, that, that is really uh, my recommendation then also that rather than um, doing a strict diet, um, you, can, you can use your food to help um, with what you want to accomplish or bring yourself back into a balance. Um, that's a philosophy just uh, that, that I think is more sustainable than strict, rigid diets that maybe work for a week. I agree. Um, and I think this is you- where the seasonal stuff is important too, right? Because what we're consuming yeah. and then what we're encountering, you know, outside. So they all go hand in hand. Correct. And Daniela, can you please explain your motto, all this beautiful conversation about food, the consciously sourced and crafted? What does that mean to you? That was like, if, 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 if you think like 2014, 2015, when I came up with this tagline, um, this was a pretty new um, phrase. And I, I came up with this um, through my background in yoga, like a, not a yoga teacher, but I'm a, like, I practice yoga um, passionately and um, like I mentioned, mindfulness um, in in my life is playing an important role as, as I'm growing older. I just always um, see how important it is as a parent, as an individual to, um, to take a moment and think before you act. Yes. Um, and... Um, so, and then also I said, like, it was really important to me coming from a large corporation, um, that I am founding a business that I am behind 100%. So I made that commitment to myself to really think about every little step in the process and um, so that manifests in I am selecting an ingredient. I am deciding which source this ingredient is procured from, how it is delivered, how then the entire dressing is crafted, how it is shipped to the warehouse and how it's then ultimately sold to the customer and how it is used by the customer. So I'm trying to think about all of those steps. I'm thinking about all of the partners that are involved in the entire supply chain. Um, And again, um, not only on how ingredients are sourced, but also how they're made. We're working with uh, Co-Packer and Petaluma, who I absolutely adore and love to support because they exist um, because they wanted to help local farmers to not um, lose any of their produce. Um, At the end of every harvest um, in the past, they were sitting still on some vegetables and fruit. And so Preserve Farm Kitchens made it a task for them to 
buy it from the farmers and then make chutneys and sauces out of it and jams. And so they also um, then offer kitchen space to small food makers like myself. Um, but that is, to me, full circle yes. support of the food chain. And that is important to me. And um, I hope my customers um, can appreciate that. Um, it teaches us so much about where our food is coming from. And um, I think if more of the larger companies would consider those factors, mm-hmm. um, we um, would be in a better place. And I know a lot of um, the big companies are already starting to think around those lines. And um, I'm enjoying currently to be one of those small grassroots food makers um, that hopefully influence others to do similar things. Agreed. And it sounds like consumer demand is going in that direction. I can't say that it's there yet, but it sounds like some people are speaking up against, you know, and I've covered that on many episodes on the podcast about what is wrong with our current food system and food politics and you know, just what making great food, good food available to customers, but it's not just about what we're eating. It's about how it's produced on the other side too. So thinking about the farmers, the farmers' families, right? Because everyone is impacted in this process. Absolutely. And I've attended a a food show in January, 2020, (laughs) just before we all shut down. And um, the big motto of this very large food show was plant-based food. So fortunately, um, sustainability in the food world is becoming mainstream, which I'm very happy to see. Um, Vegan products um, are on high demand. And Mm -hmm. I'm myself not advocating that everybody has to switch to a completely vegan diet. But that food trend is teaching us um, ways to look at alternatives to meat and um, gives us ideas on being creative and how we can incorporate more plant-based foods in our diet. Yes, because clearly we're not eating enough of it. So that's yeah. definitely an area of improvement for many. Yeah. What what still is um, a big part, of course, is that um, a lot of this food, including my dressings, that are made in the way we want it to be made is more expensive. Mm-hmm. And so this is, this is a, a, a big part of my role, too, is like how can we make good food also accessible yes. to everyone? Um, and not be like an exclusive thing um, that is very important to me. And that's where I believe eventually we will need the big companies yes. to adapt and, 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 and also make it more affordable to everyone, but in the right ways. Uh, we cannot sacrifice um, land and health of people to make it more affordable. Uh, but I'm hopeful. I think um, there's um, there's a lot already being done in the mm-hmm. industry. And consumer demand is ultimately what what this will what what will change it. Yeah, so having more conversations like this. 
And raising awareness. And raising awareness. And Daniela, how many products do you currently have? How many different flavors Mm -hmm. and categories of products? So I have uh, six products. I have four, like I call them specialty dressings because they have an artisan foodie product in it. Um, And then I have uh, developed one kids dressing that specifically um, I developed to encourage children to try new things or other picky eaters <laughs> but it's really um a, a, a wonderful vinaigrette for the whole family and for everyone it's a it's a great everyday vinaigrette it's it's mild and it's also fortified with uh, coconut aminos um and um, my newest product is a culinary salt. So that's a different category that I wanted to try out. Um, it's a French Celtic coarse sea salt that I dusted with beetroot powder and gives mm-hmm. it a nice, pretty pink color, uh, but also has some function. Um, beetroot powder is a superfood. And, um, and then it has a lot of... Um, edible flowers in it. I love working with edible flowers, but you can't have them all year round. And um, so I added marigold, rose petals, cornflower, and lavender. And um, the colors are amazing. You can sprinkle it on everything from salads, of course, to soups, to smoothies. Um, You can um, put a little bit on your ice cream or cakes. Um, charcuterie boards are a, a good use as well. And so one big theme um, in our philosophy is to bring ease and joy into the kitchen because I'm a mother of two as well. And like so many of us, <laughs> more or less, or um, busy people, um, they often turn to ready-made food because mm-hmm. that's easy, right? And yes. um, I also, to me, I mean, we sometimes order in or I grab something that's ready-made. Um, it definitely has a place in our life today, but um, I just want to be an advocate also um, for people to find ease and joy in making something at home. Yes. Uh, and that's very important um, for our planet, but also for our health, because um, we have so much more control about what we're eating if we're making our own food. Agreed. And you mentioned picky eaters, selective eaters, but we know as adults too, we're all creatures of habit. We tend to eat the same thing all the time. But yeah. what I love about this idea of having different flavors and different sauces that you can actually, if it feels comfortable, you can eat the same foods, but just in different ways. So you can experiment with different flavors, but the underlying food is one that most people are familiar with. And I think this is a great tip for picky eating or selective eating where you can have the dips and you know, if your child has that particular favorite food, um, they can dip and maybe that will help expose the taste buds to different flavors without an extreme change in diet. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, my, my dream idea always is to have a large community table, to have a large 
family or group of friends sitting around the table. Everybody has different preferences, right? And mm -hmm. um, we have maybe some diet restrictions too. Um, uh, but everybody comes together at this one table and we have um, dressings and salts and condiments on the table and everybody can can try and play with food. I'm a big advocate of playing with food and experimenting. Yes. That's um, reflected in the name Farmhouse Lab. Farmhouse for, for the farm-to-table movement, making everything from scratch, um, slow food, and then also the lab for having fun, experimenting, not meaning the food is made in a lab. Yes. <laughs> um, it's really uh, for that fun part of, of trying new things. And that's what I'm doing with them, mixing a variety of oils, adding an artist and ingredient, um, because it is a foodie product. It's for the health conscious foodie, but it is a foodie product. And, and I want people to bring it uh, to a potluck or a party as they would bring a bottle of wine. And there is some stories to tell about the ingredients and where the dressing is made. And that that's the whole idea, really. Love it. And on the topic of creativity, I was just thinking as you were talking the dressing for children, maybe we can do an Insta Live at some point and we can amazing. share with our listeners, our followers, just quick and easy ways to get your children to enjoy certain foods. And um, I think there's so much that we can do with that. So I would love to have something like that, hopefully in the near future. Me too. That will be so much fun. Okay, well, let's do it. So for our listeners, stay tuned. An Insta Live coming for you. Um, Daniela, where do you see, I know we talked a little bit about, you know, trends and supply demand. Where do you see the future of sustainable food practices going? So right now, um, there's a lot of movement um, in the area of alternative meats, right? Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's, it's a huge growing market um, that I'm also interested in because um, uh, you still need flavor, for those yes. alternatives, right? And so I see application of my real food dressings to, to that food group. Um, and then, like I said, vegan is still um, a, a growing market and more and more people either decide um, to switch to a vegan diet or incorporate it more. I, I like the term plant forward. I like the idea of having a plate that um, is two-thirds at least, like filled with plant foods. And um, I have two children. My son really loves and seems to need meat. I'm not I'm not, not allowing him to eat meat. I always offer my kids a variety of foods. I think they still have a great sense of intuition. Um, and um, they know what their bodies need. If you give them... Uh, a variety of choices and then my daughter uh, she really does not care about meat at all and I also think um, she's doing quite well with a mostly vegetarian diet mm -hmm. um, so plan forward is my philosophy um, but I'm not like our dressings are 100% vegan uh, but I'm not necessarily advocating a strict vegan diet. 
I, I'm, I'm against any strict diets, to be honest. <laughs> yes. And Daniela, you mentioned as a mom, you know, you're obviously around food. This is your passion. Um, what are some tips you have for families to, and we have to mention that it's over time, it's a journey, it's never overnight, but what are some tips and advice that you would offer for, you know, raising curious, uh, adventurous eaters? Yeah. Um, so first of all, ease and joy. It's very <laughs> important for the parents to be relaxed during the time of making food um, that will maybe include that you are giving up some of your ideal um, <laughs> food preparation yes. um, philosophies like a clean kitchen you know um, I like a clean kitchen as well and um, if I want to be creative, I need a clean kitchen. But um, then there's also a time in the day where I do want to incorporate my kids in the food making process because that has so many benefits and it teaches them so much. It's a, it's a surviving life skill, actually, for them to learn how to make food, right? Yes. And um, yes, it may get a little messy when you, when <laughs> you let them work. But, but also don't be too afraid. You know, it's like, um, maybe don't give them the sharpest knife, but I think a, a child starting from five, six years old can cut a cucumber, maybe not the carrot, but a cucumber, really incorporate them in the process. And um, that to me actually starts going to the farmer's market and picking some 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 vegetables and, and, and fruit that they like, then bring it back in the kitchen. Uh, let them touch the food. Let them make little bowls. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the bento box style food. Yes. Um, little bowls, different colors, different patterns. Let them set the table the way they like. And um, you will be surprised. Or like when it's nice outside, um, my kids always love to bring the food outdoors. Um, have a little picnic on the balcony <laughs> with a little yes. blanket. Um, it makes a huge difference. Break up the routine. Um, breaking up the routine and where you're eating, how you're eating may also open up um, ways for your uh, picky eater to try new things. Yes. And the more relaxed everyone is, the more pleasant the experience. And then over time, right, it's that association between eating for pleasure. Yeah. And, and if this sounds overwhelming, don't do it every day. Right. Maybe allocate one day a week where you say, okay, we can, we can prepare something together. Yes, I love that. And Daniela, where can our listeners find out more about you? So easiest way would probably be a webpage. Um, there, there's uh, lots of information on my webpage. There's also, I, I'm not really a blog poster, but on my webpage, there's a tab blog and it um, has a little downloadable brochure um, that speaks about um, how to help picky eaters try new foods. So that's, that's uh, free for you to download. There's also a little recipe book uh, with some um, ideas, simple inspiration um, on how you can use um, our dressings um, in your kitchen. And then the other resource is Instagram. I just enjoy um, taking pictures of everything that I make in my kitchen and I post everything 
on Instagram. So you can see over the last five years <laughs> what I've made. Um, and that always describes which dressings I used for what. And you can also see um, chronologically uh, when I prepared what dish. So you could you could um, check out all of the March posts and maybe use that as inspiration to recreate something at your house. Yes, and I know we can all use that, right? We get stuck in a rut. It's nice yeah. to hear how other people are doing it and then making it fun again, right? Correct. And then um, if you want to be on my email list, um, there's an easy sign up. Um, and I only send out emails once a month at the moment. So you won't be, your inbox won't be um, overloaded, but always contains a recipe. It um, always um, um, gives you a discount. And it keeps you up to date of local events that I am attending where we can meet in person, hopefully again. Yes. Um, sampling is allowed again. Um, I've just been attending an event on Tuesday and it was uh, super fun. Wonderful. Everything you just mentioned, I will definitely include those in the show notes for everyone to be able to access easily. Thank you so much, Argon. I, I really appreciate everything you're doing and how you're raising awareness. Thank you so much for inviting me. Danielle, the pleasure has been all mine. Thank you for being here, bringing joy, positivity, beauty to food, especially as we know in a society where food is often marketed in terms of quantity over quality. This has just been a beautiful conversation. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you. And to the listeners, we hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Baby Steps Nutrition Podcast with your host, Argavan Nilforush. We hope you enjoyed our deep dive into all the tips and tricks you and your family can use to make daily life a little easier. If you enjoyed this episode, and you'd like to support the podcast, please leave a rating and review, share with others, and follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Baby Steps Nutrition Podcast. As always, you can head over to babystepsnutrition.com to sign up for our email list, as well as check out all the links and resources in the show notes. See you next time. Tune in. Feel great.